0: you think. Welcome to the I Work for Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, every day on I Ram I bring on different guests and different subjects. Today, it's a very special one. Very rarely do I get famous radio guys to come on my show because I'm not a famous radio guy. But I grew up in Minneapolis, St. Paul. You guys all know that. And you know I'm a Twins fan. Unfortunately, I'm not a Rays fan. You know I'm not a Vikings fan. But you know I talk about the frozen tundra all the time. I grew up listening to talk radio. I grew up listening to Christian radio in Minneapolis, KTIS. Well, we have a special Privilege today to have Wayne Peterson, longtime general manager, I believe, of KTIS, but now the president and CEO of Reach Beyond Ministries. Wayne Peterson, welcome to I Work For Him.
1: Well, Jim, I disagree with you right away. You are a famous radio guy, I just have to say.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know how I got there, then. Somebody will have to tell me that one. I, th- I thought you were going to say hey. no, you were going to disagree with me about the Vikings or something like that. Like, no, 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 do- no.
1: Well, I have my, my sad-looking Vikings cap here right, right in my <laughs> office, and I just had to you know it it was really really tough but I also have my uh, Minnesota Twins playing cards here as a souvenir. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that we should be talking about Minnesota. I just checked; it's 32 degrees in Minneapolis right now. Aren't we blessed?
0: Oh uh, no, I'd rather be in Minneapolis. I'm so tired of the heat. It's 75 here in Tampa Bay today, and, and I would rather be in 32 because I could be. Oh, in you lo- poor baby! I know, poor baby. <laughs> I know. The, the, it's like a beautiful June day here in Minnesota, but it's you know it's the beginning of March. I know, I know. But you're in, are you in Chicago? Where are you calling from today?
1: Uh, actually Colorado Springs I was after I left Northwestern and KTIS I worked for five years at WMBI Moody Radio in Chicago and then eight years ago the Lord called me to this ministry Reach Beyond based in Colorado Springs so uh, Jim uh, not to be too jealous I know you got the ocean, but I'm looking out my window looking at Pikes Peak right now.
0: Yeah, that's pretty nice. And it's covered with snow. And, I mean, I, I love the I, – I only got to ski the Rockies one time, spring break, 1984. And I was going to Normandale over there in Bloomington. And we took a break and went to Colorado. It's the only time I've seen the mountains in Colorado.
1: Hey, you'd love it, and the snow is great out here. If you can break away from the sand for a while and see some snow, we've got some great skiing going.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of guys that try to ski on the sand. It's it's an interesting thing. So, Wayne, I'm I'm really interested in having my listeners. and They don't know you know your whole story in Minneapolis, and we're not going to go down that route. But I really want people to hear about your incredible ministry. I heard about it. Boy, I don't even. I have to track back two or three years ago, and I was trying to track down how to get somebody from your organization to tell me about it. And then eventually, I got to you, and I'm like, wow that's interesting where you ended up. It's incredible what you guys are doing with Reach Beyond. So before we get into that, though, as we come up to the break, I really want people just to hear from your heart. How is Jesus making an impact in your life today?
1: Wow. Uh, Jim, that's a big question. Jesus is everything to me. It's, after all is said and done, it's all about Jesus. And he is the center of world history, the creator and center of the universe. And he came to this earth in human form to live the perfect life I couldn't live, to die the death on the cross I deserve to die. And since he has redeemed me forever, I owe my life and my entire eternity to him because he's redeemed me from the penalty and power of sin. He's filled my life with his Holy Spirit, given me love, peace, and joy in my life. He's directed my steps, and uh, it's, it's all
0: about Jesus, Jim. How has that made an impact on your career?
1: Well, because, I mean, I was 16 years old, coming back from a Bible camp on a church bus, and the little gal next to me, my cousin, who we all thought was a good religious kid, started to cry. And she said, I don't know Jesus. I I don't know if my sins are forgiven. I don't know if I Christ in my heart. And that night, she cheerfully prayed to receive Christ as her Savior. And that night, God spoke to me, Wayne, I want to use you to help religious people find a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, because he gave his everything for me that night, I said, I'm giving it all back to you. And I thought I was going to be a preacher or a missionary. You know, don't you have it? a lot of people have this impression if you're really dedicated to God, you'll be a pastor or a priest or a nun or a missionary. Sure. And I thought that's what that meant. But I loved radio ever since I was knee high to a microphone. I'd loved radio. And I was having this disagreement within myself, what I thought God wanted me to do, and what I loved doing was radio. And one night, with my face in the carpet, I said, God, I'll I'll be a pastor in Manhole, South Dakota, if you want. Just, I want to be in your will. And, you know, it was within a short time that God gave me peace about using the abilities and the passion he gave me for radio to share his message. And I realized on Christian radio, Jim, that we are constantly telling religious people how to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So that calling I received on that church bus at age 16 has proven true my whole life at KTIS, at WMBI, and now with Reach Beyond, helping religious people find a true relationship with Jesus Christ. And I tell kids, don't hold back giving your life to the Lord for fear of what He's going to ask you to do. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. He's going to use the way He created you. He's given you a DNA for engineering or sales or speaking or teaching or writing or philanthropy, and He's going to use the way He created you for your joy and His glory.
0: Yeah, and and I love that. The the camp that you were at, that you really got challenged at, and you're on your way back with your—I think you said it was your cousin. So what camp was that? Was that a Minnesota camp, or were you in South Dakota— it
1: was a uh, Minnesota camp, Mount Carmel Bible Camp in Alexandria, Minnesota.
0: Oh, way out west! Nice. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. grew. I, I was more of a Shamanau guy, so I never, never, never. Okay. Yeah. So that. Well, close. Not, close. You know the, the place of the great train crash in 1984. All right. So, gotcha. So Wayne, the Lord laid on your heart radio. And and you spent a lot of years in the Twin Cities on KTIS, and you went to, to Chicago. And now you're dealing with international radio. Putting, I mean, talk about the vision of reach beyond. How the Lord connected you there first? How did the Lord move you from being on the radio every day to helping plant radio stations and hospitals around the world?
1: Yeah, great question, Jim. Because I was having a perfectly content job in Chicago at WNBI and Moody Radio doing live local radio every day. Loved it. I was on the board of HCJB, now called Reach Beyond. And uh, when the president stepped down, the board asked me to take over as president. And I wrestled with it. I really did. You know, I'm enjoying Chicago. I'm enjoying live Christian radio. Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to move? And I was reading in the Book of Romans right around that time, and I asked God to show me. And in my devotions that day when I was asking God, the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans 15, 20 came. Paul said, it is always my ambition to preach the gospel where the name of Christ is not known. And that's what Reach Beyond does. Our focus is on unreached people groups around the world, uh, countries of the world that are less than 2% Christian, like Thailand, where we're planting radio stations as 0.5% Christian, 99% Buddhist. Places like Nepal, which until eight years ago was a Hindu nation, North Africa, Middle East, where there most people will never, ever meet a follower of Christ. And we're there with radio and social media to help people find that our God is a loving, forgiving God that wants to provide salvation. In a world of hopelessness, we provide hope. In a world of hate and violence, we provide love. In in a a world of despair, we provide the hope of salvation in Christ. And so there was no mistaking God said, I want you to use the rest of your career to reach those that have never heard.
0: And you jumped on board with an organization that has deep, deep roots. I mean, old roots. That So talk about that. Where did Reach Beyond get started?
1: Well, back uh, even before we were in radio, uh, Jim, back in 1931, God laid on the heart of our founder, Clarence Jones. 1931, radio was hardly out of its infancy. There were, and he had the heart to bring radio to Latin America. Uh, God led him to Quito, Ecuador, where he founded HCJB. At that time, there were only six radios in the whole country, not six radio stations, six radios. And he put a station on the air, 200 watts, and called it, of all things, World Radio Missionary Fellowship. And somebody said, Clarence, how are you going to reach the world with a 200-watt radio station and six radio receivers? And he said, I don't know, but this is what God has laid on my heart. Well, years later, we had five 100,000-watt transmitters beaming the gospel shortwave to every corner of the earth. And today, our Uh, strategy has shifted to planting FM radio stations, community FM radio stations all around the world. We've planted 500 radio stations around the world, all owned and operated by Indigenous people that are in the culture and know the language. Uh, They know the culture. They're already there. And there's great economy and efficiency and effectiveness in using local people nationals indigenous people to reach their countrymen with the gospel
0: but but that's confusing to me a little bit because okay cuz i understood the 100,000 watt am stations cuz am radio it, it, at night it goes miles, hundreds and hundreds yeah. of miles. I mean, I so many times driving from Minneapolis to Florida, which we did it a lot before we moved down here. Yeah. I mean I could get WMAQ leaving Minneapolis and I could <clears throat> carry and I could pick up mm-hmm. Atlanta and Chicago and I, I mean I could listen to two stations crossing the nation. So I understand how AM radio, when the sun goes down, goes so far. Why the switch to local I mean I understand the indigenous people speaking the indigenous language yeah. but but I mean it takes a lot more work to set up a whole bunch of FM radio stations.
1: Well, uh, here's the, here clears up the confusion. Ba- those 100,000 watt stations were shortwave. And shortwave goes even further than AM, it, it bounces clearly around the globe. The problem is, very few people uh, these days are listening to shortwave. There are a few exceptions, but uh, there are very, very few shortwave listeners anymore. And that's why we, uh, we actually moved our shortwave facilities. To Australia, and it's now reaching India, China, Japan, and Bangladesh, and shifted our, trans, uh, shifted our strategy to local radio. So, because, I mean, AM is still big, powerful AM stations, but shortwave is not, and that's why we moved to the FM strategy.
0: So, with the FM strategy and finding locals, are they able to actually start FM stations with the, I mean... Knowing that they're broadcasting the gospel, I mean, is that I mean, is that legal in the places where you're at? Well, uh, yeah, I,
1: I'm. You could I could have written your questions for you. You're asking the perfect questions because <laughs> we we go in with a transmitter, the antenna, the studio is basically a laptop computer, a small mixing board, and a few microphones, and. Uh, we, we, we help them install the station. We help them install the antenna on the tower. We help them put the transmitter and hook everything up and train them how to do it. And then our team comes in for two weeks, and we train the national people how to do radio, how to DJ, how to do talk shows, how to do interviews, how to read news, how to promote. And I don't know how many years you went to college to learn radio. I spent three years doing it. In two weeks, we train these people how to run radio and then they they take over from there with the, with the tools we've given them editing production programming and all of that and they're right there in their community so where we operate we don't call them christian stations in places like indonesia which is the most muslim populous muslim country in the world if we call them christian stations they'd be burned down or attacked but because they're community stations, they talk about local sports, they talk about culture, they talk about schools, they work with the local fire, hospital, police, and with strategically placed gospel throughout the programming and Christian music. And because they serve the local community, they're allowed to operate even in the most heavily Buddhist, Hindu, or Islam communities. They allow us to operate because it's serving the needs of the local community.
0: That's. I mean, that's cool, because FM, I mean, you got to be right there. I mean, how far does the average FM station travel when the sun is up or uh, when the sun is down?
1: Well, it's the same all the time. It's, okay. uh, FM is line of sight, so we find the highest mountain we can, and uh, depending on the height of the antenna, it goes to a, a radius of 30 to 60 miles, and we deliberately plant these in major cities, so... It's enough to cover a major city with the gospel, with the signal. Well,
0: that's really cool. I love your comment about how many years did I spend in college learning radio. <laughs> all, all my engineers are going, yeah, Jim, that would have been nice. Maybe you could have gone to college for that. I've literally been on the radio for less than three years. I have a computer science degree, and I've sold insurance for 25 years. So wow. this, there's part of my story. We don't have time for that. It's not about me today. It's about Reach Global, and it's about Wayne Peterson. What's the connection between radio, and now we're talking about community radio, and your medical initiatives, your hospitals, the thing, I mean, this started reach beyond started as a, a, really a combination between radio and opening hospitals, didn't it?
1: It did. Back in Quito, Ecuador, uh, Clarence Jones saw not only the spiritual needs of the people of Latin America, but also their physical needs. So he started a hospital, one in Quito, and uh, you may recall the name Nate Saint. Who is one of the five missionaries that were killed in Ecuador uh, with Nate Saint? Built a, a jungle hospital uh, in Shell, Mera, in Ecuador. And so we got into the healthcare business. And this is based on Jesus' teaching in Matthew 6, where it says uh, Jesus had compassion to the people, he went to the villages teaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease. So as followers of Jesus, we feel we should be proclaiming good news through media and then demonstrating the good news through health care. So uh, we call ourselves the voice and hands of Jesus, the voice being the media and the hands being the health We go in and put in clean water wells. We put in latrines. We bring in medical teams to serve the needs of the poorest of the poor in places like uh, Nepal, in uh, Ghana, In Haiti, in Pakistan and some of the STAN countries, the place where there's very little medical care and very little caring on behalf of some of the other religions that predominate those areas. Many times health care is the only thing that can open the door for us to come in.
0: What what I love is the fact you're really taking you're taking everyday skills and you're showing people how to use those skills. To be a minister within that workplace. I mean, you're, that's that's what I loved about the story. I, I figured out what it was. I found the article. I had first heard about your organization when you guys were when you guys were planting some radio stations in Mongolia, and and, yeah. and that's and that's when I first heard about what you guys were doing. So, talk to me about. How do you uh, equip these radio stations and these hospitals, these medical teams? You're digging the wells. Do you have just a team of Christ followers that move, that are in these uh, states or, or in these uh, countries? How do you get this started?
1: Well, uh, great question about our logistics, because we have regional offices. We have one in Asia Pacific. And when you mention Mongolia, our office, our people based in uh, Asia Pacific, uh, they go to Mongolia and help install the radio stations, get them started. Uh, When the earthquake hit in Nepal, uh, we had a medical team from our Asia-Pacific regional office go in. We also have offices in Quito, Ecuador, in Accra, Ghana, that uh, oversee the uh, Sub-Sahara Africa region. And we have a Europe-Eurasia director in the region that works in uh, Central Asia and Eastern Europe. And then uh, part of our work goes into some of the Islamic countries uh, from a non-disclosed location. So we have people based there that can go out and be the voice in the hands of Jesus, installing radio stations. Many places where we can't in radio stations, we do live streaming. We train local pastors and broadcasters to produce programming in their own native language. And then we, we stream it over the web to people that uh, can't access radio.
0: Wow. So you're using all of the latest technologies in order to get the gospel out, especially in places where there's no way they let you put up a radio antenna without them knowing what you're going to do. That's what you're saying. Well,
1: especially in the Middle East and some of the stand countries, you can't put in a radio station, but we can reach them by satellite. If you see a picture for a place like uh, Morocco, you'll see apartment buildings and you'll see thousands of satellite dishes. And this is the predominant means that people there have the opportunity to get news and music and the good news from outside. And so we use satellite and Internet to reach into the country. But our programs are produced by indigenous people that know the language and the dialect.
0: Wow, that is really cool. So in some ways, I, I know I read this when I was on your website, but you guys are using radio where you can reach a broader audience of people faster than sending in a missionary. So, I mean, really, I mean, are you using radios alongside missionaries or some places you're using radios where there's no place, no way you could ever send a missionary?
1: Yeah, our missionaries go in and they don't have direct ministry, like the missionaries aren't on the radio every day. Our missionaries come in and provide support. They help install the equipment. They help train and disciple and direct. So our missionaries come in as background support people uh, so that the people that live in the culture in the country can do the work of ministry. And, uh, you know, it works quite well. And uh, these 500 radio stations are all self-supporting. They're not relying on U.S. dollars to continue to stay on the air. They're self-supporting, self-sustaining. And so the missionary role is very much in the background as we work with local indigenous partners to do the actual ministry.
0: So how do you measure effectiveness, though? Because that's one of those things, you know, we're on radio here in, in the United States. We at least can look at our, our stats on people listening to us online. And you know, But how do you measure the effectiveness in a community where you can't really mention the name of Jesus? How do you know whether you're making an impact?
1: Well, the here's one way we do it. Uh, most of our partners are pastors or local ministries. Uh, For example, in Indonesia, our partner there, our main partner is a radio planter, and we have put in over 50 stations with this partner, but his main business is not radio. It's church planning. He says three or four people a day are coming to Christ at each of the 50 stations. As a result, he's planted 1,800 churches all throughout Indonesia, and so as people come to Christ, they're, they're absorbed into a local church, and so we're able to track people in terms of the follow-up with the church planters. That's also true with our situation in uh, Thailand. Thailand is 0.5% Christian, heavily Buddhist, but we're working with a church planter, and it's partly in partnership with Campus Crusade for Christ Canada. And so when people come to Christ through the radio, they're immediately
0: uh, moved into a local church. That. <laughs> Is cool. So, are there ever needs? I mean, do you guys ever have needs for more technicians, more missionary technicians to come over from the states to help you guys build these stations? Is that a big need for you guys?
1: I thought you'd never ask. We need people. You know, the harvest is white, the laborers are few. We need accountants, uh, we need uh, IT people, we need radio engineers, doctors, nurses, engineers, community development people. any skill we can use today anywhere in the world and, and if you go to our website reachbeyond.org you'll see about our Chile project and there we're uh, seeking to recruit people that will commit to two years six months of training and 18 months on the field especially in the medical and community development field But we are also looking for finishers, you know, halftime people that have had a successful career in the corporate world that want to use their experience and their resources to serve God across the world as accountants, IT people, uh, project manager type of people. And we're looking for people with some experience. That want to dedicate the last part of their lives to something really significant. So you can find out about those opportunities at reachbeyond.org. There's a banner on the front page that says the Chili Project, which is our latest attempt to recruit people in healthcare and community development.
0: I love that. I didn't even know I was supposed to ask that question, so that was a good one. Because that's what people are looking for. I know there's a lot of people. I, I had an organization on earlier on that's out, of, that's out of Hastings, Minnesota, called Cheetah Development. And they're working in Tanzania building small towns, kind of like small towns all over the Midwest, where they're, they're building rail beds, and they're building uh, silos, and they're building, they're, they're building banks and grocery stores, and they're building commerce all surrounding farming. And they desperately needed people to come and teach all the skills that they have here no matter what it was they're looking for those people when you say community development what do you mean you said you need people that will help with community development What does that mean
1: Uh, it can be a variety of things but a lot of it is just uh, like after an earthquake we'll go in and rebuild churches and homes and radio stations we're always putting in clean water projects either uh, putting in wells or bringing piping water in from the mountains building latrines Some of it is just grunt work and getting your hands dirty for God by digging trenches or digging wells or building latrines or building uh, clinics or schools or hospitals or churches or radio stations. But if you have any kind of uh, building or engineering skills, we could use you in the stuff that we're putting together, installing radio towers and antennas on on radio towers. Uh, This is where we need kind of the the community development, the, the real hands-on stuff that we, we often need as we travel around the world.
0: We've got Wayne Peterson on the air today from Reach Beyond. This is an organization you need to check out, and you're going to hear why in just a second. Go out to their website, reachbeyond.org, reachbeyond.org. Before we get back to Wayne Peterson, though, it is our time time for our book highlight segment, brought to you by mtlmagazine.com. Our friends at mtlmagazine.com have worked very hard to put together an amazing website and magazine to help you and me find out about the latest greatest christian authors artists books movies and so much more things to help build up our faith and give us information about how we make our family lives better our relationships stronger in the lord how to handle money in a godly fashion how to handle health with a biblical perspective their website's got the latest information out there the latest materials how about this the latest information on the latest materials. Go out to their website, mtlmagazine.com, because you're going to find more to life at mtlmagazine.com. Our book today was written by Wayne Peterson called Reach Beyond. Wayne, talk about this book that you guys have from your organization.
1: Well, Reach Beyond is uh, simply a bunch of God stories about what God is doing uh, around the world. Through the radio stations and the healthcare we're providing, and so uh, this book is available to any of your listeners today if they'd like to be uh, be involved. Are you still there, Jim? I'm here, absolutely. Oh, okay, good. And uh, you can you can go to our website, uh, reachbeyond.org, and click under media, and you'll see free book, and uh, you can order a copy. But Reach Beyond has as its subtitle comfort, courage, and the cause of Christ, because these are days that we as followers of Jesus need to get out of our comfort zone and take courage and be bold for the cause of Christ. And this is a story of people around the world that are laying their lives, literally laying their lives on the line every day for the cause of Christ. And you will be inspired as you Not only hear the history that we've recounted a bit today, but what God is doing today in changing lives around the world. You'd be very encouraged.
0: All right, so people go out to reachbeyond.org and click on the free book. Is it a tab or a heading right on the... Yeah. Okay.
1: There's a tab that says Media. Okay. And you uh, roll on that, and you'll see the free book. Just click on that,
0: and you're in. Very good. That, so anybody listening today can get that. You don't need to call in the studio line today unless you want to talk to Ace. But we do have another book to give away, Great for God, Missionaries Who Change the World. We'll go right along with the Reach Beyond topic today of missionaries who changed the world. Because you and me, we can be missionaries working alongside Reach Beyond today. What Working right alongside of them. That would be fantastic. You can call into the studio line to get a copy of that, 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. Wayne, right before the break, I asked you. This question. So you're saying I'm looking at. I did print out a page that talked about the things that you've got scheduled projects in 2016, plans for 2016, potential projects, tentative activities, all this different stuff. And you're saying, hey, we need more people. But is 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 language an issue? I mean, do you need people that speak the language in these countries, or what do what do you need?
1: Well, if you go to Latin America, Spanish is a great asset, but you don't need it. There are enough English speakers, enough translators that you can be uh, just fine. And you, you don't always have to be telling God's love. You can demonstrate it. And that communicates in marvelous ways. So whether it's Africa or whether it's Nepal or uh, Peru, uh, you don't need English. Uh, it's I mean, you don't need Spanish. You can get by in English just fine. So That is not a prerequisite.
0: What's cool, the listening audience you've got here in Tampa (coughs) Bay, there's lots, lots of people that are bilingual and trilingual. A lot of them have uh, some Creole from Haiti or they've got Spanish because they're from Puerto Rico or from any of the South American countries. So if you're listening today and you're looking for a place to plug in this Chile project, I think you're talking about then that, that. That is that one where you have some needs for some uh, some professionals on that project?
1: Well, especially that one. I mean, we're looking for people that first of all want to be missionaries and as they bring their medical or healthcare or community development skills to bear, that's even better. But as I mentioned earlier, we're looking for IT people accountants, administrators, or radio engineers, or just people that are willing to do anything, any kind of grunt work uh, would do that. If you can't go, there are other ways you can be involved. Uh, Jim, we, we were at NRB last week and launched the International Day for the Unreached, and we're working with the Seed Company and Bibles for the World and Missio Nexus and uh, Uh, another of other organizations to promote a Sunday. It's Pentecost Sunday this year, May 15th, to focus the American church on the needs for reaching the unreached. It's the International Day for the Unreached, and people can get involved. We hope that that Sunday there'll be tens of thousands of sermons on pulpits calling people to pray for and to give to and be involved in reaching the unreached along the 1040 window. And especially there are two billion people that have never heard the gospel. 2 billion people out of 7 billion people that have never heard the name of Christ. And so that day is designed to focus the North American church through the churches and through radio stations about the need for us to respond God's call to pray for and give to and be involved in reaching those that have never heard.
0: I'm writing that down, so maybe we can do a show the week before and talk about that. I love that. And, and what's sad is, because of the North American church, there's a lot of unreached people right here in the United States of America that we need to reach out to. I mean, Tampa Bay is one of those areas that is you know over 80, somewhere between 70 to 80 percent of the population doesn't go to church on Sunday. And a lot of them, the, the new generations of kids, which we don't even have a, a generational name for them yet, they, they make up stuff, I'm not sure anything's stuck yet, but they, some of them, they don't even have any idea who Jesus is, except for that he goes along with other swear words they always you know add they give middle names and things like that so yeah. i love this idea of a of a day for international awareness international uh, day for the unreached that's pretty cool
1: that's right and there is a website uh day for the unreached dot think it is i should look that up uh, but you can find us on the web just google uh international day for the unreached and you'll find the information there but you're right jim there are people right here in our home that need Christ, and they may be religious, but they don't have a personal knowledge of Christ. And so Jesus commands us to take the gospel uh, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts, and we need to be reaching here, there, and everywhere with the good news that we have experienced.
0: Here, Here's... A, a, a... I would love for people to hear some success stories, some, some stories that come out of these radio stations in places where the gospel never would have gone, yet people have heard the gospel and responded to the gospel. Do you got any good stories to share?
1: I've got, a, I've got a lot. I can tell you one or two. Okay. Uh, because I know we're, we're sticking in time. Thailand, 0.5% Christian, the highest sex trafficking country in the world, the highest rate of suicide in the world. And there was a young lady that uh, her husband had left her, left her with her family. She didn't know what to do. She was going to hang herself. And that's what you do in Thailand when things aren't going well. So she took her radio along and a rope and went into the woods. And she turned on the radio, turned it high enough so people would find her body. She was putting the rope around her neck when the pastor of the local Thai station said, Thailand, stop killing yourselves." Don't commit suicide. That's not the answer. She was so shocked by that voice of the radio. She took the noose off her neck, walked to the radio station, met the pastor, and it gave her heart to Christ. And the next Sunday, she was baptized along with a group of believers in Thailand. That's the power of radio, to touch people in ways we could never have imagined.
0: And, you, and the tough part is for radio guys like you and me. You don't always know the impact that you're making. And, and as we prayed before the show, and I pray before every show, and you know, like I'm just I'm just hoping the Lord can multiply. It. You have no idea what the impact is you're making unless you happen to run across those people because people listen to the show today, not gonna walk to the studio. <laughs> There's, they're not gonna walk to the studio, but they might no, send me an email. Right. They might send an email, or yeah. they might send us something on Facebook. I read on your website an article about a guy named I'm gonna mispronounce it, but. Umber, umbutu or Mbutu, he uh, was a witch doctor, and uh, something about sunset radios.
1: Well, this is one of the things that we do, Jim, when we put in a radio station with a new install, a lot of people don't have radios. They don't have electricity even. So we supply a radio that's fixed-tuned to that station, and it's solar-powered, And in places where Mbutu lives, for example, there's plenty of sunshine, no electricity, very impoverished, not enough money to buy radios. So we pass out about 100 of these radios, and there's such an oddity there that they can have 10 or 20 people gathered around this solar-powered, pre-tuned radio listening to the gospel. So Mbutu was one of those guys, who, a witch doctor and uh, who found that his witchcraftery was not working, was not changing lives. He was so disappointed. And when our team came into town, he was one of the first to receive one of these radios and listen and had his life changed. And, and he said, you know, these radios are okay. You can distribute them to this village all day long. So not only was Mbutu reached with the gospel, the whole village was reached.
0: So how much does it cost for one of those radios? One of those radios
1: manufactured... Tuned, delivered, and we have to pay customs as we go into the country, $40 puts in one of these radios. And the solar batteries last for at least 15 years that we've been using them. They, they just n- never play out. And so they can charge all day. They play all night. And for $40, you can put a little missionary in a village, in a school, in a jail, in a a hospital, in a church. And uh, for years to come, people will hear the gospel to these uh, little solar-powered missionaries.
0: Now, how many places around the globe are you distributing these sunset radios?
1: We're in about 120 countries in about 100 different languages. And these little radios just go and go and go. And uh, so combining with planning radio stations and then distributing these little radios, we have no idea how many hundreds of thousands have been reached and brought to Christ through these the Sunset radios.
0: And it's important everybody understands Sunset, S-O-N-S-E-T, Sunset yeah, S-O-N-S-E-T radios.
1: S E T. So, I mean, it's a great bargain for 40 bucks. and a lot of times a radio station or a church will will go on and have a campaign to raise money for, you know, let's send 1,000 of these radios to Africa or to Nepal or something like that. And they're put to good use, so we don't just parachute them in. The owners of the radio stations or their church distribute them so they'd be used uh, uh, strategically and significantly.
0: You know, so let's just recap. For those people that are just tuning in right now, we're talking with Wayne Peterson from Reach Beyond. You can find out more about him online at reachbeyond.org, reachbeyond.org. Wayne, just in in 45 seconds, kind of summarize what Reach Beyond is doing across the globe.
1: Well, we are called to reach people that have never heard the gospel. We say we will not stand idly by while people are entering an eternity without Christ, when we can reach them with the gospel through the media God has given us. So we're going to continue to focus on unreached people groups around the world, the 2 billion that have never heard, using the best media means we have possible, radio, satellite, internet, mobile technology, to share the good news with them, while we demonstrate that human care through health care and clean water projects that can change the community very, very quickly. That's our call, and we will be determined until Jesus comes to be proclaiming and demonstrating God's love through media and healthcare. the voice and hands of Jesus together.
0: Wayne, let's go through some of those categories of people that you're looking for and how these people can be used.
1: I'd be happy to do that, Jim. We're looking for IT people, information technology. We need accountants. We need administrators. We could use healthcare professionals, doctors and nurses. Uh, almost any skill you have, we can use, but especially in these specialized areas radio engineers, uh, people that can teach uh, in English as a second language. You, you don't need to use a foreign language. You can teach English. You don't even have to leave your home. We have English language clubs that you can do via Skype, and we're looking for volunteers that can, from their living room, help people on the other side of the world not only learn English, but hear the gospel.
0: Wow, you've got such an exciting organization. I, I, I bet you, you can't imagine that this is what God's been storing up for you all your life, for you and your halftime to really be able to join an organization like this to make such an impact. What's one last thing? If you If you could wish that the audience went away with one last thing that would just burn into their heart, what's that one thought that you want to leave with them today?
1: Pray that God would give you a global vision to realize that as comfortable we are in the United States, even though we're going the wrong way spiritually in this country, to realize there are people, two billion people in the world that have yet to hear the name of Christ, and that we would rededicate our efforts, our prayers, our finances, and our time to reach those that have never heard. That's what's on the heart of our Lord, to reach the lost.
0: Amen. Wayne Peterson with Reach Beyond, thank you so much, sir. It was quite a privilege. I really appreciate your time today.
1: Enjoyed it, Jim. Thanks
0: so much. We'll talk later. All right. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, thanks for tuning in. I really hope that you heard something today. I mean, most people going down the road never think, well, my skills couldn't be used overseas. No, no, no. Wayne just listed out a whole bunch of people, IT people, accountants, administrators, healthcare people, doctors, general contractors, radio engineers, teachers. I mean, they need people because the the radio is impacting communities. Hey, make sure you call into the studio line someday and thank Ace Andrews for doing such a great job. You know, 877-943-9673. Somebody call him and just tell him thank you because he did a great job today. And thank our show sponsors. They keep us on the air every day. Go out to iWorkForm.com and go to the bottom of the front page. Click on them, find out more about them. Hey, what did you learn today about how you could take this city for Jesus Christ? What did you learn? We learned today that our faith but we just need to be stretched to recognize the fact that two billion people, so really almost ten times the size of our country, eight times the size of our country. People that have never even heard about Jesus. We're not talking about people that have heard about him and aren't doing anything about it. We're talking about people who haven't even heard about Jesus. And that organizations like Reach Beyond can use your skills on a daily basis in places across the globe. Remember, the enemy of the battle, there's a battle for the souls of our coworkers and employees, and the enemy takes this battle very, very seriously. Are you taking it seriously? Are you taking the time to pray for your coworkers and employees? Do you recognize that your workplace is your mission field? That's what we want you to hear. Wayne Peterson made it clear. You're needed. We're all needed. There's 2 billion people that need to hear about Jesus. Go out to reachbeyond.org. You've been listening to the I Work Rim show with your host Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately I work for him.